the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, I'm Hugh Hewitt. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is a generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece I hope you'll enjoy from my friend, Dennis Prager. Whenever I think Latin America, I think of Mary O'Grady of the Wall Street Journal, the Wall Street Journal. Uh, There is, uh, I read every column she writes, and I've had her on many, many times because of her clarity and knowledge. So I'm going to talk to her now about Venezuela. Mary, thank you for making the time for me. I know you're in great demand right now. Hi, Dennis. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Um, I'm honored to be with you. Wow. Well, I am honored (laughs) that you are honored. So (laughs) this could go on. I really am. I'm not joking. I'm honored that you're honored. Thank you. Okay. So uh, before your, your understanding of it, please just give the bare facts of what's happening in Venezuela. Okay, well, um, last year the dictator, Nicolas Maduro, um, had an election in which he barred the most competitive uh, uh, candidates from running, and so nobody showed up. It was basically a rigged uh, exercise, and that was in May, but he didn't take office until about a week ago. And before he took office, um, something called the Lima Group, which is 14 countries in the Western Hemisphere, not including the U.S., said he should not take office because he is illegitimate. He was not elected, and instead he should follow the Constitution, which says that the president, the duly elected president of the National Assembly, should, in the case that, you know, there's no president, take the position as an interim president, and then there should be no elections. So um, they said that back, I think, uh, in January 4th, they said it. Then the dictator said that he was sworn in as president again on for another six-year term on January January 10th, and um, this guy, who's now the president of the National Assembly, said, um, no, I'm the president because I'm following the Constitution. We don't have an elected president, so I will be the interim president until there's a new election. Now, the problem with this is Venezuela is a military dictatorship. Repeat after me, all you friends of Cuba, this is a military dictatorship, as Cuba is a military dictatorship, something that the left in this country is supposedly opposed to. except when it comes to these crackpots in Latin America. So anyway, you have this military dictatorship, which means that the military is on the side of the dictator. And um, yesterday, which was the anniversary of the last time they finally kicked out a dictator, that was 1958, all these people poured into the streets, unarmed um, individuals, and not just in Caracas, although the, the photos of Caracas are quite impressive, but it's happening in places like the birthplace of 
Hugo Chavez, which used to be very um, hardcore Chavez uh, land, um, and many other cities across the country. And the reason is simple. The country is starving to death. I mean, the living conditions are so squalid. I tell you, you would cry if you saw some of these pictures. Malnourished children, uh, mothers who don't eat in order that the little bit of food they have can go to their children. Nothing like shampoo and soap and all those things we take for granted. No car parts, uh, you know, so there's no transportation. There's joblessness. There's rampant crime. I mean, it is just a mess. And you have 30 million people who are saying, no mas. We cannot take this any longer. And all of this so-called support for Chavismo is gone. And all you have left is a bunch of thugs with guns who basically are in business with the organized crime racket that run drugs from Colombia through Venezuela. And on their backing them are the Russians, the Nicaraguans, the Cubans, the Iranians. Um, Turkey is on the side of um, these guys. It is a small group of people. And then you have most of the international community, including pretty much all of Latin America, not Bolivia, not Nicaragua, and by the way, interestingly enough, not Mexico, um, but most of the rest of uh, Latin America, all the democracies, uh, the European Union, uh, France, Japan, and the United States all saying, you know what? Venezuela needs to hold new elections, and they need to end this because there are 30 million people who are really suffering. And right now, it's a standoff, and I can give you a little bit more about what's going on on the ground there. It's very hard to know. It is really the fog of war has set in, and there's a lot of bad information being pumped out because uh, there are a lot of bad guys who would like to see someone like me get get caught in, in you know, promoting fake news. So I have to be extremely careful. But, um, you know, on the ground, I would say that there's this, um, you know, 30 million people who are against it, and you still have the military, most of which seems to be uh, not 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 uh, turning on Maduro yet, but at the same time, they didn't fire on the crowd yesterday. So um, I think what we're going to end up seeing is kind of a low-grade war, maybe hand-to-hand -hand combat in a lot of these rougher neighborhoods um, where, you know, the National Guard is basically going to be clashing with um, the real people. And the real people in this case, some of them are people who are very heavily armed. So it could get ugly. You are distinguishing between the National Guard and the military? Yeah, I am, because the National Guard is the one that's really benefited a lot from the drug trafficking. I mean, over the years, uh, what has been pretty much uh, um, ascertained is that the National Guard is the one that is that runs the drug trafficking business from Colombia through. You remember that when Venezuela badly wanted Honduras, because Honduras was the place where they would take the drugs from Venezuela and land in Honduras, and that's why they wanted uh, Castro's friends in charge there. Um, there's a lot of drug trafficking that goes through Honduras, um, and that's all run by the National Guard. Now, inside the military, you have, um, I think, I mean, the best information I have, and I would not say that I can be assured of this 100 percent, but that, you know, Chavez purged the military, and he elevated mm -hmm. all the loyalists to powerful positions. Mm -hmm. So it looks like you might have 
you know, generals at the very top that are remaining um, uh, loyal to Maduro. But my information is that among the rank and file, there's a lot of dissension and a, a lot of breaking ranks. But, you know, how that is going to uh, manifest itself is still not clear to me. I, I think what I can say with a lot of confidence is that all of these guys in the rank and file, and if you look at them, they, they come from very, you know, lower income or middle class families. They have mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, right, aunts, who are suffering, who are starving. Yes. That's, yeah. that's so always right. So they've had it with these guys, and they want they, so they want the, Maduro to get out. So theoretically, I infer from what you're saying, it, it's theoretically possible that the National Guard and members of the armed forces would clash. Yeah, and even inside the armed forces, that there would be two different factions. And I, I just want to add one other thing, which, again, I'm, I'm not – I have to be careful with this because part of it is speculation. I'm not on the ground there. I have some pretty good sources. But for sure we know that Cuba, Russia, and Iran uh, have an interest in, in um, Venezuela. For Cuba, it's because they want the oil and they want the foot. They want the real estate because it helps them promote their ideological uh, mission. And they provide a lot of the cyber uh, intelligence, and uh, they basically are the intel people. They learn that from the Stasi, and they're very good. They're good at spying on people and so forth. The Russians are suppliers of weapons, and their motivation is basically to make life miserable in the Western Hemisphere and for us. I mean, they've long said, you know what, you want to say something about us going into Ukraine or into the Baltics? Well, you know what, we're going to get on your back about Venezuela. And the Russian deputy foreign minister was already out saying, you know, you better not go into Venezuela because it's going to cause a big mess for you. And I think that's because, you know, they have, the Russians also have their own paramilitary in Venezuela. I'm not sure about that, but I, I'm, this is the, some of the intel I'm picking up. And the really scary thing, and of course the Iranians have been flying back and forth, you know, Chavez had a very tight relationship with Tehran, and there were direct flights going back and forth, and, you know, I've reported on that a lot. So there's a lot of, of stuff, not just unique to Venezuela, but we, this is a geopolitical, this is going to become a geopolitical mess there. And um, I will just say one more thing, I know I'm probably talking too much, but... No, you're not. Um, Every word is a gem. Go ahead. Trump said, now think about this, Trump recognized Juan Guajido, who is the... Um Juan Guajido, the interim president. The interim president, yeah. And, and of course, the interim president is now in charge, according to the U.S. So when Maduro comes out and says that the U.S. has to get out of Venezuela, um, the only response the U.S. can make is, you're not the boss anymore, so we don't take orders from you. And Guajido did not tell us to get out of Venezuela. So as of now, the U.S. diplomats are still in the compound there, are still in Venezuela. I don't know if they're in the compound. Mm -hmm. The Marines are right. still guarding them. Man is elected in, in Venezuela by not being elected, right? He, Maduro is a dictator, essentially. It's a false election. Constitution says in such a case, you get an interim president. There is now an interim president. Think about the countries that are backing Maduro, who is starving his people. Simple as that. One of the richest countries in Latin America is now a basket case. Thanks to the left, because the left ruins everything it touches. There's a perfect example. 
You know how many people on the left in America supported uh, Chavez when he was uh, when he first came into power? They're uh, they're quiet now. Who went down to Caracas to say how much they like it? Because if they hear the word equality, and if the person is also anti-American, whoa, what a bonanza! So who supports? So who supports uh, the dictator, the the star of his people dictator in Venezuela? Think about it: Russia, Iran, Cuba, Nicaragua, Turkey. Wow, what a bunch, eh? But hey, that's not the issue. People, uh, it's not even, they're not even discussed. Only Russia's discussed because of the hatred of, of the president. Was, was Barack Obama harder on Russia than this president? No, this president's harder on Russia than Barack Obama was. The immaturity of the left aside from its venality, is to assess people by their thoughts, not by their actions. Who's, who's been harder on Russia? With that talk, forget, forget all your talk about collusion in this. Who's been harder on Russia? Barack Obama or Donald Trump? Anyway, that's quite a list of disgusting regimes. Thank you for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, where they're preparing leaders for the public square. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.